Keep on talking. I don't mind. Where did he study law? At the University of Mississippi. That's where we met at Ole Miss. Very nice. Very nice. Well, God bless you. God bless you. That's very exciting. Very exciting. God very, very yeah, exciting. We love it. We do. We really do. God bless you both. And on that note, I want to welcome everybody to the world. According to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to welcome the rumblers, the ranters, the truthers. Remind everybody, benstein.substack.com. I also want to remind everybody that uh, comes to the rants, uh, go to Apple and give us that five-star review. And if you do, and and the majority of you do listen to us via Apple Podcasts, come rant with us and just subscribe to Ben's channel on Rumble. And uh, we haven't got kicked off yet. And uh, we, we, we love the free speech and we love Rumble for that. So that's rumble.com and go to Ben's channel, Ben Stein, and subscribe. And again, thank you everybody that's been downloading the episodes. The place where you get us on Apple is absolutely amazing. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. And thank you we, very, very much. Thank, thank you. you very much. And we are joined tonight by first time guest, Mandy Gunasekara, did I get it? I right? like that, like that name, like that name. Like it's that a great name. name, and if you get it right, you yeah. win a prize. She is, uh, <laughs> she, uh, she is a senior policy analyst at the Independent Women's Forum. Of course, you are also in the Trump administration. Uh, what exactly? The head of the EPA or underneath the guy that ran the EPA? Yeah, the chief of staff of the U.S. EPA. That's uh, that's a pretty big job. And uh, if I will say one of Trump's few good picks uh, in 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 the government. Yes, Ben. Yes. Wait a second. Uh, he chose he chose a few good people. I think uh, the guy who chose to be chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors. Larry Kudlow. I'm mostly kidding. Around. Ben, are, are you on your are you on your yeah, phone? I am. Hi, I'm on TV now. Watch me. Bye bye. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, <laughs> and I, I already did text them, but also, of course, this show wouldn't be complete without America's humble servant, actor, writer, speech writer to the two and a half presidents, multiple, I mean, I was speech writer for two presidents and in the idea man for one super president. And Mandy, I will let you know who with the, that one idea that never gets attributed to Ben Stein, which is the foremost no, it's a few more words. What is the most important words that have helped the no, man get elected? No, no, I said, are you better? This is for right gave Ronald Reagan this line. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? We still use that today. It you couldn't bet. be more relevant. You, you bet. Are you better off? Well, I mean, look, I, I do all the grocery shopping in my family, 100% of it. And, uh, the, the experience of going grocery shopping nowadays has become ghastly. I mean, at first, it just didn't it didn't seem like that much. And I was thinking, well, gosh, people are a bunch of big babies whining about a few cents here or there. Me. But it is really, really a lot more than a few cents. I mean, pieces of meat that I bought for $20 a pound, which is even that's a pretty good price, pretty large price are now $30 a pound. That's a big, big difference. And what about peas? Peas, Lesseur baby peas, very best peas in the world, come in a beautiful can with silver wrapping around it. Uh, they used to be like, I forget, something like $3 at $3 a can, and they're now $4 a can. I mean, it's, a, it's just mind-boggling, and uh, this is real money. This is precisely the same economically 
as if people's pay was cut by 13%. I mean, what would, what would we as Americans think if we had an administration that said, okay, now for our first act, we are hereby cutting your pay by 13%. <laughs> That's a great point. And I, it's a brilliant point. And I'm, I'm sorry that it's affecting you, but as somebody pointed out, you are noticing it now. And no, it's I'm extreme. Like, and, and, I Mandy, really noticing and I've been noticing it for, for quite a long time, especially what, what I used to consider necessities that have now become luxuries, which is soda. You know, and I've shared with Ben that a case of a 12 pack of soda is about $7.99 right now. And, uh, and we often talk about this on the show and you running the EPA and is it all comes down to oil. We're in this position in so much of this position, Mandy. And it I, just so when we start, first of all, so everybody understands ben posted a picture today of him donating 200 or whatever it was more than that money to herschel walker 500 dollars to herschel walker today essentially just so people understand nevada has probably switched republicans that means all republicans need republican sorry i think you mean switch republican switch republican that means all republicans need is one of three states georgia arizona or Pennsylvania to get the 51. Okay, just so people understand, Pennsylvania is canceled out by Nevada. That means we just need one seat people. Donate if you can, get out there, rock the vote, do whatever you need to do. And Mandy, we've been discussing, Ben has been discussing on this oil. It all comes down to oil and inflation. So Mandy, here you are. for it. Well, yeah, to your very famous question, Ben, are Americans better off today than they were in the past? The answer is no. And a lot of that has to do with the Biden administration's approach to oil and energy writ large. From day one, they have gone after U.S. oil and gas. President Biden, alongside the Democrat leaders in Congress and the House and the Senate, have taken over 100 actions aimed at making it harder to produce the very resources that make our economy work and fuel our modern way of life, which brings a host of benefits. But this administration sold out to climate extremists early on. He made a political promise to quote, ban all fossil fuels. And his commitment to that, his blind commitment to that is what is causing so many problems to American families, whether it's high cost gas at the pump, unreliable energy grids, increasing energy costs, which are going to skyrocket this winter. And then you bundle all that alongside what's going on internationally. We used to be insulated from what happened internationally, but this administration has done nothing but expose the American economy and the American consumers to international markets that we know are inherently unstable and we know are going to take actions that are in their interest but not in the interest of the American people. And unfortunately, this president doesn't seem to care with the very real problems we are all having to deal with. And just one point on environmentalism, because we did it right in the Trump administration. You can balance increased energy production with an expanded economy and continued environmental progress. During the Trump administration, we achieved the cleanest air on record and continue to lead the world in overall greenhouse gas emissions. That's not by my standards, that's by the International Energy Agency's very comprehensive standards and accounting metrics. And we did it then and we didn't have to sacrifice our economy. People didn't have to pay exorbitant fees for bread and milk and eggs. And they didn't have to look at 
soda as a luxury good. They had access to all of that and it worked really well. And this administration's commitment to an extreme ideology um, is, is the problem. And it started from day one and has just continued to get worse. It's, it's all true. God bless you. It's all true. And I think, uh, unfortunately, it's um, it's an extreme ideology that has a lot to do with the hostility towards one particular group of people, namely people in the oil business. I think that the uh, there's a kind of uh, class situation here, class hostility here, in which uh, we have people who are, uh, they think of themselves as academics and intellectuals, and they are at war, at least so they think, with the cowboy, with the Marlboro man, and uh, they're going to uh, castrate him and, and uh, really hurt him badly uh, as much as they can. Uh, I, they, they cannot conceivably uh, think that they're really going to affect uh, worldwide uh, oil, uh, greenhouse gases. Or just one second, can I have this in a cup? Please, it's too hard to like this. And they, they uh, it's a cup of oil. And uh, the, uh, the, the, the people in the uh, Republican administrations have some idea that it's extremely important to have oil, not just to drive our cars, which is a very, very important thing, but as a means of keeping us free. Uh, there's an incredibly important documentary, uh, incredibly important. I, I would say that no one should go another day without watching it if he or she can, uh, which is called uh, Victory at Sea. And Victory at Sea is about, uh, well, I should predict, the World War II at sea. And uh, mostly at sea, but sometimes at land too. And it's a, I forget, 26, 30, half hours, something like that. And uh, the point that this uh, very, very fine documentary makes is that oil is the lifeblood of freedom. Because if you have oil, then you can manufacture whatever you need to keep yourself free. If you have oil, you can have a lively, jubilantly lively uh, energy se manufacturing sector, transportation sector. And if you don't have oil, then you have to go around hat in hand to people who hate you. I mean, the idea that Mr. Trump, uh, Mr. Biden could not understand that there was a very obvious chain of events. We're going to stop fracking. That means that of 16 million barrels of oil that we produce, consume and produce each day, we're knocking out 6 million, which is a hell of a lot. And, and that means we go hand in hand to people who hate us, Russians and Saudi Arabians and the world's worst human beings, the Iranians. Venezuelans. Venezuelans. I don't think they're as bad as the Iranians, but they're, they're damn bad. But anyway, and they uh, and, and, and and we have to plead with them to, to get to buy their oil at astounding prices, and uh, then we become a pathetic kick me kick me doll. We are now just a country where President uh, Biden has hung up, hung up a big kick me sign, and uh, mm -hmm. it's uh, it's just pathetic. And and to think that whether this is something Judah and I discussed quite a lot, either President Biden didn't understand it anything, or he and his clique of extreme anti-Americans, Americans and America haters, realized it from the beginning and realized that this was a very good, clear way to really take America down a few pegs.
Well said. And Mandy, I'll go to I'll go to you on that because we do I do believe there's no doubt in my mind, and I brought this up the other night, nobody in this regime has been fired. Not 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 one person, not the head of the supply chain, not the head of there there there's no way at this point, and I was talking to Ben today, if with all the issues they have, that they could easily pivot and they could start so so it, I'm left to believe, Mandy, that it's fully intentional. It is. It's by design. Um, for a long time, Democrats have been talking about ways to make fossil-based energy more expensive, not just oil, but natural gas and coal. They have, since I've been working on these issues, which really seriously since 2015 when I worked in the U.S. Senate, they've been proposing all sorts of legislative ideas and regulatory ideas aimed at making the price of traditional energy resources that, by the way, provide 80% of the energy we use every day, they're trying to make it more expensive. Why? Because they want their politically preferred technologies, wind and solar, to be able to compete. And I air quote, because it's not really competing. They're making the stuff we actually need more expensive and less accessible. So their politically preferred technologies that, by the way, a lot of their boosters are are heavily invested in and donor classes heavily invested in and the, the the global citizenry is heavily invested in they're trying to make that more appealing and force people to switch and to do that they're purposefully effectuating pain which is why they're not administering or talking about serious serious solutions to high gas prices that's why they're resorting to Band-aid fixes like draining the strategic petroleum reserve to address the political problem they're having to deal with, which is high cost gas just about a month into the midterms. They're only doing that to address their political problems. They're not doing it to actually present the American people with real solutions to the constrained domestic oil supply, because if they were, they would just unleash U.S. oil and gas, which stands ready, willing, and able to do what they do best. So you're exactly right. It's all by design. And they've been saying this out loud for years. It's just a lot of people didn't take them seriously because it is crazy to force the American people to deal with the consequences of high cost gas and limited access to the resources we need for our everyday life. That's almost on the, it's outright insanity at some point, but this administration has taken it to heart and they're implementing it every day. And I'll tell you one little tidbit. I do have the inside scoop on on the people within the White House. I've got some Democrat friends that I've worked with in the past. Some of them worked in the Obama administration in senior levels, and they don't even like working with this White House because this is to quote some of them. It's a bunch of activists that are, are, um, are highly emotional and very undereducated on the reality of the policy decisions they are making. So this is a, yeah, this is, and this is a, this is a political and racial issue as well. And it's a way of uh, torturing the uh, American people because they don't really like the American people very much. I mean, they like, they like their own people uh, who are, they're the people who are involved in the no bail system and the uh, they can shoplift up to $950 worth of things in San Francisco without being punished. But in terms of uh, the strategic oil reserve, that's not a joke. I was there when Mr. Nixon set up the strategic oil reserve and uh, it's there for a purpose. It's there in case we are in a war and we need oil desperately and we can't get it because uh, the people who are sending it to us are 
the people we're fighting with or because uh, the people we're fighting with have the means to uh, block uh, pipelines or even shipping. I mean, the Germans were able with very, very primitive equipment to uh, virtually uh, kill Great Britain and Great Britain's oil supplies with, with things that are now like tinker toys compared with what the Russians and the Chinese have. So it's uh, they're they're doing this really very meaningfully to hurt America and to threaten America. And uh, there's something wrong with people who don't understand how great America is. And uh, there's something wrong with people who don't understand that the greatest gift you can have on, in life, besides a wonderful spouse, is uh, America. Why do they hate America so much? It's, it's an interesting question. And I, a lot of it has to do with fake racism. But uh, I, I'm not sure what the rest of it has to do with. But I think a lot of it has to do with envy. I mean, I think generally speaking, when you find a, a large class of people within a nation who hate another fairly large class, it's about envy. Uh, well said. And if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, who I forgot to want to introduce. Most importantly, because your wife is listening, he is a husband and he is a father. And all second, most importantly, he is the doctor, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. And we are joined tonight by Mandy Gusenegra. I got it wrong the second time. That was that was pretty bad. The first uh, time was really good. Uh, uh, Gunasekra. Gunasekra. Gunasekra, I'm terribly sorry. And we discussed this before the show, so I know she's not offended. I am very sorry. 20 minutes, I forgot. And we are having actually a great discussion about what they are doing to our country. And at this point, we have to believe that this regime, it is intentional. Uh, when you look at crime, when you look at it, it, by every metric, uh, it, it is intentional. And I want to get into this next thing because I, I'm really bothered by um this and I, I'm, I'm really bothered by Ben Stein, the 11 uh, activists, pro-life people. If you read the story, uh, uh, being uh, pretty much hounded on by the FBI. Uh, so I, I'm and I'm going back in memory. Could you summarize it for us? If you, if you uh, there were uh, there were 11 uh, people, uh, pro-life people that uh, I guess were on the front uh, lawn they're, of the they're picketing. They're, they're picketing. picketing. They're picketing. Right. They're picketing. Mm -hmm. And the police gave them warning, they got arrested, but then the FBI decided to intervene and called them all up and said, you have warrants out for your arrests. They are facing, uh, I believe it's 11 years in prison uh, for their crimes. Uh, and for trespassing, could, for trespassing. For trespassing. And all I could think about in my head is, forget about uh, I, uh, the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, 30 FBI agents, the FBI with, raid with, of Rod with guns with in guns. The FBI raid. The FBI raid of Roger Stone. I don't know. I'm not the fan. I'm not. Trust me, at people. I'm not a huge Roger Stone fan. But uh, you didn't need 30 FBI agents uh, raiding his home. And all I could think about is imagine Ben Stein if they went after the people that they already had. Remember when the FBI had the Boston bombers, where they had the pulse shooter in Miami. Imagine if the FBI actually did their jobs and stopped going after Republicans because they are targeting Republicans and targeted criminals. Holy macro, Ben, what a world we'd be living in. Well, for just a second, if we can, before we go on to this very, very important and yeah. interesting topic, let's go back to the oil thing. Okay, because I, 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 I don't think uh, people realize 
that this strategic petroleum reserve is not infinite. And uh, once we start running low on it, we are really in trouble. And uh, we're, we're, why it is that we had to cut off fracking in the first place has never been clear to me. The amount of worldwide uh, air pollution caused by fracking in the United States is very, very small. Very, very, very small. Why couldn't they have, have said, we're going to make a worldwide effort to uh, clean up the air and uh, do, and do, do other things which we, we help, think will help people's lungs instead of just taking a hatchet, an axe to the freedom and prosperity of America. But what I, I was going to say, I, again, I will humbly, humbly beg you to go to Amazon or whatever service you use to buy things and get the tape, the disc rather, of Victory at Sea and see how important oil is to keep a society afloat. And so I, that's, that's, I mean, oil is so important. It's just unbelievable. And it, it, to me, it's, it's, it's borders upon treason to cut off our own supply of oil. Okay. As to no, the, no, no, but, but I, Mandy, I want to get to that because I think he's completely right. I mean, and, and, and yeah. listen, we could talk about the FBI in a couple minutes, but it, there, there's, I don't think at a, it's obviously intentional. And, and Ben and I were talking about who's behind it. And you brought up globalists, and, and and it's not hard to see George Soros's fingerprints and uh, his his uh, fingerprints on a lot, and Obama and the people. I mean, and I was talking to Ben about this. People forget about George Soros. They always like to look at the George Soros of now, of the influence he's had, of the smut peddling of prosecutors across America that have destroyed cities. But people forget he broke the British. He helped. He tried to break the British pound. He's banned in France for insider trading. It, he, I, I believe he's banned in Hungary. I believe he's banned in Israel. And so, you, you, there, there, this Ben did a movie, Expelled, no, it, which was about intelligent design. This is intelligent design, Mandy. Absolutely. There, there's some higher being other than just chance that yeah. created the earth. Well, that's and my point. This is, this, this, this is what, this, this is, is, this is some, there, there is some kind of plot at work here. And uh, I have to say it's, it's inconceivable that Biden, a stone solid idiot could be the person behind it. It's inconceivable that Kamala Harris, whatever she is, could be behind it. She's another moron. It's inconceivable that, that, uh, that idiot, Who's the Speaker of the House could be behind it, uh, but but there are there are people who are very evil people who could be behind it. I mean there there are there are subversives, there are traitors, there are such things as traitors, and the, the, my humble opinion could be wrong, could be totally wrong, is that the people who are trying to cut off domestic oil supplies are actual traitors. Mandy, yeah, I, look, I agree. There's so many points that you bring up, but. I do believe it's a it's a designed march towards chaos because at the end of the day, what they don't like is freedom and democracy, and they want to replace that with socialism. And they've been using climate change as the mechanism to institute fear and to scare people into accepting these bad policies they've been pushing for a really long time aimed at making energy more expensive and energy more scarce. Um, I also, Ben, you brought up such a good point on the environmental front. Our oil and gas industry 
Um, this is where some of the greatest environmental innovations have actually occurred. The reason we lead the world in greenhouse gas emissions reductions are because of the breakthroughs in hydraulic fracturing. And just to add a few statistics to the points that you made, since 1970s, when the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency started monitoring the presence of six criteria air pollutants, these are tangible pollutants that are really bad for human health, we have reduced that by 77%. And innovative processes of finding more efficient ways to extract resources and apply scrubbers and tighten bolts and 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 a lot of um, innovative technologies in that space are why we've been able to expand energy production and continue to reduce emissions. And then the oil and gas industry itself, they've more than doubled over the last couple of decades in terms of production and reach, but at the same time, they have reduced methane emissions by double ditch digits. So they have dispelled this notion that more energy means more pollution. It's actually quite the opposite. And that's a basic principle that this administration refuse, refuses to either understand or embrace. And I believe it goes back to the original point that this is all a part of a very organized, very sophisticated and extremely well-funded march toward chaos to try to replace democracy. And we, the United States, as this beacon of freedom with socialism. So the people who are at the top get to control the rest of us that they put in the category of deplorable. I think socialism is a much too kind word for it. I mean, I think people like George Harris, this is just my opinion, I could be totally wrong, could be completely wrong, are, are actual subversives. I mean, they are actual subversives and their goal is not uh, some socialism such as you might imagine in Denmark. In Denmark, where they have very high taxes, but lots of uh, distribution of goods and welfare to individuals. Their goal is to stop having America be a free society. They do not want America to be a free society anymore. And that is a terrifying situation. And you, madam, uh, uh, brought up the point that they, they're using environmentalism to get at this. And that's true, of course. But they're also using fake racism to get at it. I mean, they're, and they're charged of, of racism everywhere you look. Those are also ways of destroying the free society. And that is a really, really bad thing because once they start using racism and trying to get people jacked up about racism, when in fact racism in real life has virtually disappeared, we're, we're looking we're looking towards an, another civil war. I mean, a, a, it's funny, my, a very close friend of mine who was a doctor said that the, a psychiatrist and a very smart one at that, and he sees nothing, nothing that can come out of this except eventually a civil war. And uh, I think that the real haters within this administration and within the supporters of this administration want a civil war. I, I, I think that's a great point. And I think you're both bringing up great points. And, you, you know, you brought up the chaos. And, uh, Mandy, when you look at it, the reason I bring up, you, you know, you're obviously this is a march towards chaos. And then Bren, Ben brings up with march towards chaos with race. Now, it, it, when you look at all with the crime and people being released, when you look at all the cha the chaotic things that happened in the summer of love that the FBI did not get involved in in one single case, the FBI did not go after Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Obviously, they'll never go after Black Lives Matter because it would matter if they did. 
and the, the, this is this is the FBI. They we saw today they are debating indicting Hunter Biden. They've been investigating Hunter Biden for five years. I could have investigated him for a month and come up with the computer and seen that he's for guilty. A week. For a week. For a week. For a couple hours. Right. We could have watched his computer for 12 hours and come up. But Mandy, it's this total chaos. It's to, it's totally breaking. It, it's it, 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 Have you ever seen the movie? I, I, I hate to use this. Um, but I love Bruce Willis. It was like the fourth diehard installment where it's basically this idea that you break down all systems, everything, everything must go. And that's what it seems like they're doing, getting rid of police, oil, everything, Mandy. Yeah, they're they're trying to stoke division. It's a divide and conquer approach. And what you point out with the FBI going after um, not everyone who potentially trespasses, because they certainly didn't go after the people who were outside of Justice Kavanaugh's home exactly. or Justice Amy Coney Barrett's home. You know, they they were nowhere to be seen when someone literally showed up with the intent to murder Justice Kavanaugh or cause har cause harm to his family. Um, and the only reason they caught him is because the guy turned himself in, not because the FBI was doing the job that they are supposed to do. Um, and so they've created this this two-tiered system of justice, and there is nothing more dangerous to potentially breaking apart democracy than creating something like that. Unfortunately, this administration is trying to let that fester, and they are trying to they're trying to create these traps for conservatives because they don't go after the liberals that are openly um, breaking the law, whether it's the summer of love, as you talked about, the riots, um, creating violence and showing up at justice's house or top officials house with the, the intent to cause violent harm. They're not going after them. They're going after people who show up and are peacefully picketing um, for a cause that they believe in. And it, it creates this division. It Add parents to that list. It, yeah, going after parents as domestic terrorists because they didn't like the fact their kids were being muzzled in the name of COVID. And we know that masks had no real impact. I had to fight those fights in Mississippi of all places. But uh, you know that luckily is now water under the bridge. But all that being said is, this administration is trying to divide the country, despite the fact that Biden ran on being the great unifier. And, and I do believe it is it is going after Ben, as you pointed out, um, the freedom that the rest of us not only are proud to have access to, but are willing to defend. Very well put it again. I, I, I have no economic interest in the documentary Victory of Sleep, but if you if you watch that, you get a, a very clear idea of what Americans are willing to sacrifice in order to preserve democracy and freedom and law, society of laws here at home. And there there is something seriously amiss about these people in the administration now who do not seem to have any interest in a society of laws. They seem to have an interest in a society where the law is used to muzzle people, to take away their rights, to take away their rights under the Constitution. Uh, it's, it's, to me, quite clear that the next step is a very, very serious effort by the left to destroy and abolish the Constitution. And, and they will say what, what they will say is it's a racist document, was written by white men, and it's a, it's racism on paper, and it has to go. And instead, there will have to be a new document, which will say, uh, 
uh, I don't know what it'll say, but it'll say it will say things that do not, by any means, guarantee freedoms. It's so amazing that you're bringing that up because there was a recent, there was reported today that Tony Evers, the uh, idiot, that somehow people in Wisconsin had it so uh, had it so good they had to get rid of um, who was it beforehand Scott Walker if I'm not mistaken Scott Walker Scott Wisconsin and um, uh, and they when he ran the Department of Education Ben Tony Evers it was a thing where he wanted to put on people's hands uh, uh, white people to wear bracelets so they could acknowledge their white privilege this is the governor now of the state of Wisconsin you're, and you're, I helped your kid. I swear I couldn't you know Ben I can't make that stuff I can make up stories but I can't make up that story and um it, yeah that's what the the Department of Education and so you're well, Wait, tell, tell me about that you mean, in, in more detail so you mean people would have to wear a stamp no no a bracelet, say, a bracelet a bracelet a bracelet and what kind of a bracelet? I, I, I just saw the story before I came on. I, I will look for it as we are, as as, as we continue uh, with. But again, this this is this is this is this is what drives me crazy. And I'll get to you, Mandy, in a second about this. Is that we we're constantly hearing that our candidates aren't great candidates, and then I say, compared to who? We've convinced ourselves that we don't have good candidates. Now, I might not be the biggest Dr. Oz fan, but compared to this this guy Fetterman, Oz is like a Mensa guy, Ben. I mean, he's the greatest doctor of all time. You go to you go to this anti-Semite Warnock in Georgia, Herschel Walker for all his warts and flaws. He's listen, he's a flawed candidate. He's better than this guy. And then you have this guy, Blake Masters, who's far out better than Mark Kelly. And I'm tired of hearing that our candidates, Ben, when you look at the squad, aren't great. It's like we've convinced ourselves. Yeah, because we, and, and again, I think it goes back, if I may say so, to racism, to fake racism. The 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 the, the, the prod, I should say, the, the, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, the uh, lever, that the left is using to try to pry America apart and kill democracy is fake racism. This is the most racially tolerant, racially open industrial country in the world. Most racially open, most racially uh, liberal land of opportunity in the world. Not not just in, in industrial societies, but in any society, even in sub-Saharan African societies. And yet, somehow, we're being told that this is a racist country. It's just it's just all made up in order to try to destroy this country by people who are really, I think, must be terribly, terribly stupid. I mean, terribly stupid and terribly sick. Okay, so let me read the story quickly. Wisconsin Democrat Tony Evers, Department of Public Instruction, told white people to wear wristbands as a reminder of your... Uh, of your privilege. Uh, white people were told to engage in racial shaming exercise to remind them of their privilege. Really? Wisconsin, Where are you reading this? Uh, Breitbart.com. So you could, I will send you that story later. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, it, Man, Mandy, here's the hard thing. It, it, it's very difficult because um, 
Ben worked for Nixon, and one of my favorite things that he always says is that Richard Nixon had said about the House, the Congress, they're not smart enough to be dog catchers. And the average Republican uh, congressman isn't smart enough to be a dog the, catcher. The average Republican is. is so so when, when and, and people in the rants, and, and, and I don't think Obama is smart enough to do this. I don't think Susan Rice is smart enough to do it. They're just the faces. And, and and there are far darker forces, Mandy, behind this. And trust me, in my wildest dreams, Mandy, I never thought ten or fifteen years ago I would be. It would be Ben Stein and I talking about this cabal that exists. But when you look at Nixon, there was a massive cabal, Mandy, and it started. And it, a big part of it started then, Mandy. So go ahead. I see you. Yeah, I, I mean, we know there's a cabal because they. They've admitted it. Uh, what, I forget what the which newspaper, which medium it was, but this was after the defeat of Trump. Um, and there was a, a, a famous quote where they literally used the cabal of people who were actively working. And this is from it was Time Magazine. Tech. It was Time Magazine. Yeah, Time. I was thinking Newsweek, but I didn't think that was right. I'm right. I think time Magazine. Time. I think I, I could be mistaken. That sounds right. Something like that. Um, but they used the term cabal, and it is. It isn't a conspiracy. It is it is fact and a fact that the people who are part of this have actually admitted they dumped millions of dollars in to purportedly get out the vote efforts that really tipped the scales at the local level. I saw this firsthand. I was working in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania for the 2020 election, and we were up against a very organized, a very sophisticated million dollar funded apparatus in Montgomery County and, and how they were bringing in votes and counting votes and ballots and carting them around. I always felt like we were just watching a show and weren't actually being able to monitor the substantive aspects of ballots being tied to actual people. And there were all sorts of shenanigans that at the end of the day, we raised uh, serious contention with, but it was thrown out by the local um, election judges, just completely thrown out. So yeah, there's a cabal at the local election level, um, big tech, the censorship, and what the Democrats have that, that we, the Republicans, do not, and anyone who's conservative-minded, is the bureaucracy, these institutions, whether it's the FBI or the EPA, they have been co-opted and they have now been weaponized to go against people who... Um, have a conservative-minded approach to government. And when I was in the EPA, I did have to worry about the deep state. They were constantly finding ways to undermine us being successful on a policy side of, of our with our policies, but they were also trying to find ways to humiliate those of us who are willing to serve in the Trump administration as appointees. So the other side, this cabal isn't just a bunch of like-minded individuals usually using their private resources. It also includes high standing officials, civil servants, so to speak, within the institutions that have important missions, but have been co-opted and now used to effectuate political outcomes that align with the left. Extremely well said, and extremely something that Ben and I have spoken about that we've uh, been banned from YouTube for, because this isn't just a, a cabal. This is a cabal of science. This yeah. is a cabal that uh, against with election fraud that we uh, truth 100% believe in. And Ben, she brought up that point, and it always goes back to what you said right away. Where the hell are the judges? How could not one of these cases have been heard? There are so many eyewitnesses. It doesn't matter. I mean, and again, I'll always say this. I, I will, Ben, I will never say 
the election wasn't stolen until somebody shows me evidence that there was actually an investigation. I want to see the investigation that Bill Barr or whoever was there did into election fraud. They said right away, there's no election fraud. Hunter Biden, five-year investigation. Tom Barrack's about to go through five years of hell. These Republican, these pro-lifers are about to go through hell. The January 6th people are about to go through hell, Ben. Already going through hell. Are already going through hell. Where were the investigations? Where, where, these supposed investigations, Ben, never happened. And where, and where, where are, as you said, where are the judges? When I was in law school and we studied about the communists uh, appealing and appealing and appealing and appealing and appealing after the Smith Act was passed, and uh, eventually they would always find a judge who would hear their case. If, if they had to try over and over and over again, they would try, try and they'd find one. Even a much, much, much more conservative America than we have now. Uh, there's not one judge who would hear the case, hear a case, excuse me, about allegations of election fraud, despite the fact that it's a constitutional issue. How can that possibly be? How, how can it be that in this, this whole country, there's not one judge in one circuit or in one state who wouldn't hear the case. That 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 doesn't seem possible. It, look, it really doesn't. And I'll tell you, there were people who were working on an investigation at the tail end of the Trump administration. And do you know what's happened to them most recently? Their homes have been raided by the FBI. And so these institutions, they have been successful in, in making the discussions about serious questions um, with regard to the integrity of the 2020 election and things that we know that happened that were not above board, they've made it difficult to even talk about, much less meaningfully investigate. And for the people who tried to do that towards the tail end of the administration, it landed them with those early morning raids where they were literally drugged out of their house in their underwear. And these are former top officials at the DOJ that were appointed by the then president. So they just, they not only tried to chill uh, chill interest and chill that viewpoint from being expressed. They try to humiliate the people that deign to step out and actually say the obvious and fight for the truth and try to do away with this two-tiered system of justice that, quite frankly, is really tearing this country apart. No, extremely well said, Ben, and she just said something. It's the obvious, right? And I, we were talking about this a lot. They're telling us to not see what we're looking at. Right. And I said it to you that night of the election. Right. And when 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 you called me up and for people, I'm sure you've heard this story over and over again. I'm sorry. But Ben called me up the night of the election and he was all happy and we were celebrating, you know, and I said, it's not over. The fix is in. And I said that to him at 10 in the, at night. And then later than that, later and then now. and then we spoke at two in the morning. And that's when the Wisconsin ballot dump happened. And I don't care what anybody ever says to me. I, and I don't care how many times I say this on the show. And I'm happy that President Trump, whenever he goes out and speak, brings it up because it needs to be said, because if we don't talk about this stuff, it will it will continue to go uncounted or counted and unchecked. There is a, it's a statistical impossibility for 120,000 mail-in ballot votes to go for one person. Okay, I mean, 120,000, 120,000 in one voting district. Yeah. After most of the election ballots have already been counted, and it's very late at night. It just cannot be that the, the tide would turn so dramatically uh, in 
and not just in a second, an instant, and turn in a gigantic way with a gigantic number of votes. It's really said, and Mandy, this is something I bring up with Ben a lot. My problem isn't with Republicans. And just everybody could celebrate today. Ben Sass has, uh, has announced his resignation. Yeah. Rhino, who uh, voted to impeach, and uh, uh, he, he was supposed to be the wonder kid, and uh, he was supposed to be, you know, the fair-haired. What is it? The fair-haired boy? Is that how you say it? The, the future of the Republican Party, and somehow the Republican Party just wasn't what Ben Sass, the, the whatever, and uh, what they what they thought about it. But Mandy, it's 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 really exceptional that, I, and and I know you te- you you work for the woman's um, what is it the the independent independent women's, women's forum, forum. Mm-hmm. but people like you and Ben Ben tries to, Ben's been doing this for God knows how many years. You really need to teach Republicans how to speak. Republicans don't know how to speak that people understand because there's right now you have 30 30 days 31 days right. oil crime safety safety oil and safety that safety. should be the message for 31 days three states yeah. oil and safety and, and well, I, I would say i would say oil safety and the constitution I mean, it's really horrifying but i think this is the first time in my lifetime and i'm 77 we have seen an administration which clearly wants to abolish or else, um, in effect, let's you know, say, castrate the Constitution. I mean, the, the Constitution is the heart of America. And if we do not have a meaningful Constitution, we don't have a meaningful America. And, and I, might, I might add, that seems to me to be the long-term goal because we're letting people in across the border who have no right to be here, who have no no legal right to be here. That's destroying the Constitution. We're letting people cheat on, I think that could be wrong, uh, cheat in the elections. It means no Constitution. Uh, they're telling people what they're not allowed to say in public forums. That's, that is very much against the Constitution. Uh, we, we do not have a, a government that really believes in the Constitution any longer in this country. That's a terrible terrible problem well we have a party i have a, a big majority of the country but mandy getting back to it because you 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 help set policy with with your how how why is it so difficult that republicans you watch any uh show on a sunday uh mandy and every democrat has the same talking point you watch any sunday show and you have a republican <laughs> saying something that you're like what, 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 what they have no idea what they're talking about mandy and it's like get on it yeah it's um it's it's always a struggle look it, it's because we celebrate independent thinking and when you're celebrating individuality and independent think um thinking and that the freedoms that go along with it it is hard to get get a group like that to adopt the same talking points like you see with the left, where they do have, um, they have very committed discipline in terms of repeating the same talking points. But the easiest job in Washington, D.C. is to be a communications director for the Democrats, because you really don't have to do a damn thing. It is the media that will pick up the talking points and they will push them for you. And that's why it seems like they're doing such a better job, because they have all of mainstream media literally at their beck and call and willing to 
pick up the pieces and fill in the gaps when their uh, when the own, their own Democrat representatives fail to actually deliver. But it's also about the fact that so much of what we talk about on the conservative side and with Republicans, it's fact based arguments. Um, and and there's there's facts are very important, but folks don't necessarily remember facts. What they do remember are emotions and feelings. So it's incumbent on Republicans to tie high gas prices to the feeling you have as a mom that when you're filling up, being able to fill up your car to go pick up your son or daughter from school means that you're not going to be able to buy meat for them this month. That is a sinking feeling and one that so many Americans are facing. And it goes back to what we started talking about, which is the Biden administration's anti-US oil and gas energy policy they've been instituting from day one. So it's about tying these facts to the actual stories because people remember that and they can relate to that. They don't necessarily relate to the white papers and the facts. And trust me, I love those. I will stay up late at night meeting, reading through the latest and greatest science um, about whatever pollution or whatever new breakthrough technology, but that's not normal people. And me talking about that isn't gonna move the needle, but talking about that sinking feeling and the fact that this president has tools at his disposal where he could change that feeling, but refuses to do so, that is something people can remember and relate to and will carry with them to the polls. I got to tell you, you really, that was what you really, extremely well said. And Ben, we need the Republican Party needs people like Mandy inside. You're the campaigns kidding. should be you're not higher. Kidding. You're, Sorry, not kidding. you're not kidding. You're not kidding. Mandy, I mean, you should be the most in demand. And I'm sure there's quite a few of you at the uh, uh, at the Independent Women's Forum that really uh, not like her not like definitely there's mandy you're one of a kind uh but there ben this goes back to it and it's it's it, it's very strange because desantis is really able to navigate this fairly well the news keeps on apologizing to desantis i don't know if you saw this story but they they um they accused him of not evacuating all of the places and he based and and they it was it was semantics and you know i i, I he, he he evacuated everything within a certain amount of period except for like a cone like a little like a little I, and he got it and they've apologized and they've or whatever they have not apologized but desantis knows how to fight back and he's he's very good at this and i don't understand ben to this day and you've been there why republicans don't understand you could fight back you you can actually give it back. Yeah, well, actually, the Republican I work for did did understand yeah. it, but not enough. And the ones who were on his side certainly did not understand it anywhere near enough. And they were really marshmallows when the Democrats went after them. The Democrats are very different psychologically from the Republicans. The Democrats are very angry people. I mean, it's it's an interesting phenomenon. And one that I've been noticing for a long, long time, the Democrats are not psychologically the same as Republicans. They are an angry, bitter people. Uh, why? I do not know. Because, uh, I mean, everyone in America has it awfully good. Uh, life in America is incredibly good. So why is it that the Democrats are so angry? I really don't know. I, I really, really do not know. I honestly do not know. My, my wife used to be a Democrat. She's the kindest, most loving, sweetest person in the world. She now is a Republican, of course. And uh, I, I don't, I don't know where where all this hatred comes from among the, the Democrats. But I think it is largely uh, envy. It usually 
hatred comes from envy. And I think uh, there's, especially in the energy field where Madame is from, uh, there's an awful lot of people who are driving around Priuses and they wish they were driving around in Bentleys. You know, it's 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 amazing that he brings it up. And Mandy, I don't know your private life. I know you're, you're I know you're married. It says that online, so I'm not revealing anything. But you you're you're everything they hate. You're oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're you're a brilliant, smart, uh, conservative, uh, and, and and who has a I'm guessing a very happy life, and that is everything they're taught that you can have. You can't that that that's you're not a feminist. You're not. When you are the definition of a strong woman. Well, I, you know, I can just show up and trigger any of the liberals Mm. in the room just by being who I am. And, and I don't go out of my way to do that. I, I really don't, but I'll say this, this younger generation of liberals has been trained that when they don't have facts to back up their arguments, they attack the person on the other side of the equation. Um, Again, being a part of the longstanding climate fights in the Senate, I saw this to my former boss, Senator Jim Inhofe, where the left didn't have legitimate facts and arguments uh, to, to respond to the very legitimate points he was making about how climate change was something that has occurred since the beginning of time and ruining the economy isn't going to help change that outcome. And instead of trying to work with him, they would try to discredit him and they would dig through whatever they could find to try to humiliate him. And now they do that across the board. They've done it to me. I've had hit pieces in the Washington Post. I've had fake IG investigations lodged. And I'm just one example. This happened to so many people. Um, It was especially prevalent in the Trump administration, again, because you had that deep state working against you. But we represent something that is very genuine and very earnest. And we are all about defending the the principles that make this country so great. And it's it's that quote. I'm sure you both know it better than I, but it's President Reagan was famous for saying that freedom is only one generation uh, away from not existing and you have to fight for it. And there's so many of us that do believe it and are willing to fight. But for the other side, that is triggering and they don't have any real arguments against it. So what do they do? They try to attack us personally. And on that note, we have run out of time and I really would love to have you come back because I am so curious that you brought it up. And I know our listeners are too, because they've been in the rants. <clears throat> some of them, a few, uh, talking about, I, I actually want to know what your experiences have been. And I think it would make a great show uh, since you've worked uh, for the Trump administration, because I know Ben had to pay severe, severe consequences for uh, working uh, for uh, be, be getting to Nixon. serve. Sorry, Ben. For Nixon. For Nixon. And both of you have gotten to serve a president. And I'm I'm really I would really love to do a part two on this, Mandy. So I'm at, we're asking you out right away. I know that goes against all the rules, but uh, you you have an open invitation. The people in the rants said the same thing. So from the bottom of our hearts, Mandy, p- please uh, say uh, pronounce it because I was going to say that. Uh, and uh, if, 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 and tell people how they could find you and where they could find you. If, if, if are you able to donate to the Independent Women's Forum? Um, yeah, you can. You absolutely can. We're a C3 organization. If you want to get more political, we have a C4 organization called Independent Women's Voice. So just Google that and it should come right up. You can follow my work on IWF.org 
or you can follow me on Twitter at Mississippi MG. And again, you're on truth, so you should be truthing. I know, uh, I need to, I, I know, I know. I'm just, I get so overwhelmed by social media. I do my best. I just, it's it's really well, overwhelming. Well, but, just, uh, but yeah, I will do, I will do that. And I will come back. I will absolutely come back. This has been a lot of fun. Um, thank you. Thank you. you yeah, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, seriously, thank you. And I want to thank the Rumblers, the Ranters, the Truthers. I want to thank everybody. Uh, Benstein.substack.com. And I just, I... I want to, you know, Ben, you, you, you bring it up often a time, uh, often up so much about love and forgiveness. And I, and as you're talking tonight, I think so much that's what they're envious of is it, when you have love and forgiveness and empathy in your heart and other people don't, and, and people don't, they tend to hate. And cause that's all they really have. And, and I was very impressed with, uh, you know, your answer, man, when you said when you walk into a room, it's just, you're just walking in, you don't care. It, that just bothers them. And that, and you don't have to do anything. And that bothers them. And uh, love and forgiveness. And you, no matter what, you have to keep doing it, Ben Stein. And it's such a great lesson in life that you've taught me and uh, that you've taught so many. So from the bottom of our hearts, Ben Stein, thank you. Thank you to the Rumblers, the Ranthers, the Truthers, BenStein.substack.com. We will see you Saturday night. And Ben Stein, and only Ben Stein, please take us out. We shall overcome. We shall overcome. We shall overcome someday. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome someday. Thank you very much, Mandy. You're great. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. And Mandy, one day is somebody said, get her username. So I, you, you got, she'll text me your username. I'll we'll post it out into the ether, into the ether, whatever, whatever that's called. And uh, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Everybody have a great night. We will see everybody Saturday night.